What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast, Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports any day. What's going on, everybody? I'm feeling good this morning, man. I'm excited, blessed, and highly favored, but I got to go in right now, and Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to say, man. I take it personal, and, you know, it's crazy that, you know, my friends, we always talk about, you know, sports and amongst other things, but something dawned on me at that conversation. Why do people take it personal in sports? Hmm. They take it personal because every day is a competition. Every day, a new day starts. Kobe Bryant took it personal when people told him that he wouldn't win a championship without Shaq, that he wouldn't be great without Shaq, not knowing that in some finals runs, Kobe was a star power helping the Lakers out. You know, Shaq was averaging 30 like 36, and Kobe was right there behind him averaging 30. Like, a lot of people don't know about that. A lot of people forget about that, that Kobe, there was times where Shaq was out of the game, fouled out for some weird reason, and Kobe took over. That's why it was hard to reel him back in when Shaq got incorporated into the offense again. That's why Phil Jackson always said, it's easier to coach Mike than Kobe. Well, Kobe was younger. He had Mike a little older, but at the same time, it's no hand on there. Like, people take it personal every day because it's competition every day. If your job was to come in and they know you put up good numbers, but your numbers start to decline, they start asking questions like, can he still do the job? Can he still, you know, incorporate these things? People will take it personal. Like, I don't think people understand about competition. Every day we live is a competition. We're competing against one another. Now, it might not be right, but it's the way, you know, society is right. It, it, how it is right now. It's competition. You mean to tell me if another coach was to say and critique how you was raised subliminally, you wouldn't take it personal? Like the coach from Colorado State made it personal where he said the way his mom raised him. It should be the way how it is. Now, he didn't say it directly, but he said it that way. Dion took it personal. And his mama was there. So basically, you're saying Dion's mama raised him bad. But you don't even know Dion's story. And you don't know Dion's mother. So how can you critique another man? And I and I just get upset about that because both of these are minority coaches. Why are we attacking one another? Why? Aren't we all trying to succeed? Aren't we all trying to win a natty one day, let alone win a conference championship, let alone some coaches want to excel to the NFL or sometimes be a general manager? Who knows? Hell, they might want to shoot to be an owner. But it's like this crab in a barrel effect that's dragging one another down. Like, I don't want to see him succeed, so I'm going to pull him down so he can be with the rest of us. No, bro. Everybody should be, instead of trying to rob somebody, you should be like, yo, how did you get that business started? Because I got some ideas of how, I just don't know how to start it. I will tell you, there's people every day that ask me, yo, how do you start a podcasting business? How do you, you know, what website do you start off with creating merch? I will give them that because I don't care. Can't nobody rock the mic like how I do. Can't nobody talk about sports the way I do. I talk differently. It is what it is. I try to be the best player I can be, the best commentator I can be. And that's why Dion them came out there. He made the players feel what he was feeling. And once you get into your players' head of 
yo, I'm all about business. That's how it got to be. And that's what Dion did. He made it all about business. He made these players zero in focus. They had Lil Wayne. They had all these IG, you know, influencers. He had Offset. Uh, Every celebrity known to man was at that game. But you know what those players was? Them players was focused because they made it personal by attacking their coach. Then it made it even worse when Shador Sanders tried to throw the ball to Travis Hunter, which was a bad ball, and the the safety walked random round. He didn't slow down. He ran around his teammate and attacked Travis Hunter, who now has a lacerated liver. Basically, I'm pretty sure I'm not a scientist, but I'm speculating that his one of his ribs probably cracked and punctured his his liver. Now, that's crazy. If that was anybody else, it would be all over the tablets. But you know what he did? You know what Shador Sanders did? He got in his face. And I'm pretty sure he said some words that we're not going to say right now. But he probably said, you mother effer. I will F you up. Boom, 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 boom. Don't you ever do that again. Then the team followed. That's a leader. Bruh. And then you know what he did? He took it personal. He said, you know what? Since y'all hurt my teammate, I'm going to hurt y'all by winning this game. He said, y'all left too much time on the clock. I went into Brady mode. And then to put the icing on the cake, he put his watch in the opposing coach's face and said, and what? And what? Dion handled it classy. But I like what Shador Sanders did. He said, and what? You disrespect my dad and you hurt one of my players, one of my teammates? Oh, yeah. And what? You take it personal. I don't hear nobody critiquing about Tom Brady taking a person when he was suspended for four games and he was hosting the trophy in the uh in the commissioner's face. Like, yeah, y'all try to suspend me and I still won the championship. And what? But they call that competitive spirit. Come on now, man. What are we teaching our kids now? Now we can't stand up for ourselves and take it personal because Everybody wants to show good sportsmanship. Is it good sportsmanship when LeBron James leaves the floor before his team loses or the time expired? No. Was it good when Tom, every time Tom Brady lost, he used to lead the field early? Is that good sportsmanship? That's why uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick took it personal. He said Tom Brady in there would celebrate and all this and that. He said, okay, I took it personal. And he made it his job when he was on the Dolphins, he was on the Bills, he was on Jets to beat Tom Brady. He made it personal. He made it personal. Just like all the pay, like Tom Brady every season, they said, can he get it done? Is he slowing it down? He made it personal by going over, leaving. They said he couldn't be who he was when he was on the Patriots. They said if he leaves the Patriots, his career is over. Man, he took that personal. You know what he did? He went over there and won the sack in Super Bowl. Won the Super Bowl. Beat Patrick Mahomes bad. And won the Super Bowl. And what? Broke all the records and retired with seven championships. Ain't nobody going to break that. Nobody. Nobody's going to break that. Nobody. What's in calm? What's his Peyton Manning. They say he would never be the same after his neck injury. He took it personal. The following season, he broke all the single-season records. 
all of them. Took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got blown up. The following year, they came back. He didn't do nothing. But he was responsible for helping them get there. and won a championship. And is, a once, and is amongst the very few players to win a championship for two different franchises. Some names you might know. Deion Sanders. Like I said, Tom Brady. <clears throat> like I said, uh, Peyton Manning. Come on now, man. Come on. Come on. Hate to say it, but LaShawn McCoy, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though he ain't do shit. He should take it personal. But he does, because he says he's the greatest running back to come out of Miami. Then he tries to say he was the greatest running back in college. Then he tries to say he had a better career in college than Reggie Bush, when everybody knows Reggie Bush was the man. Reggie Bush was the blueprint of everybody wanted to have that running back. But, you know, I take it personal every day when people attack the Baltimore Ravens. And yes, the Ravens do be having some grimy and bad plays, but I take it personal. That's why you hear me taking shots against a lot of these teams. Like, I take it personal when I hear Michael Parsons is the best defensive player this year after after, uh, watching... Uh, T.J. Watt, I don't think so. Uh, after watching Sauce Gardner, I don't think so. So, yeah. He might be the best defensive player on his team. He might be a top-tier edge rusher, pass rusher. But to say he's the Cowboys right now is the has the greatest defense we've ever seen and it rivals some of the defenses that's in the Hall of Fame, bruh. Like, who is these people? Yes, man, I need you to fire everybody that says something like that. Fire Michael Irvin. Fire Skip Bayless. Because I take that personal. So you mean to tell me they're better than the 85 Bears? You mean to tell me they're better than the 2015 Denver Broncos? How about they're better than Saxonville? How about they're better than the 2000 Ravens? There ain't no Ray Lewis over there. Ain't no Robert Woodson over there. Christian McCall- McAllister over there. Come on now. Ain't no goose up there. Come on, man. Come on. Let's stop the nonsense here because it's it's personal. It's personal. Cowboys are playing good, but who have they beaten? That's good. The Giants, okay, you can only be as good as who you beat in front of you, and that's fine. The Giants last year was good. They went to the playoffs. The Jets were an up-and-coming team until Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Hey, man, it is what it is, but it's still early. So how did the greatest defense you ever seen? Uh, it's kind of crazy, Michael Irvin. It's kind of crazy, Skip Bayless. But what do I expect? These guys are super fans. Now, I don't know if Michael Irvin took too many concussions or something because he just forget all his football IQ and his X's and O's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But. I also take it personal when I see the report of this kid is getting death threats about the Travis Hunter hit. Now, your coach already laid down the foundation that we're going to disrespect Colorado. Okay, that's one. Then on top of that, we're going to disrespect your coach and how his mom raised him. That's number two. Then we're going to uh, disrespect the players 
on their home field by getting into a verbal dispute with one another. Hmm. Okay. But then you went out your way. And necessarily, you don't have to listen to the coach that tell you to do something wrong. You don't always listen to your coach. Sometimes you improvise. So your coach tell you to go hit somebody and break their ankle. You going to go do it? That's crazy. That's bad sportsmanship. But you went out your way because you had a running start. You went out your way to hit Travis Hunter. Not a football play, but a dirty play. See, there's a difference. If Travis Hunter touched the football and he hit him like that, then I would say, damn, that was a big hit. Hope he okay. But the ball and the whistle was already blown and down. And you went out your way around your teammate and hit him like that? Bro, you really lucky that Deion Sanders has this team disciplined. Because they probably would have ran out on the field and beat you up. I'm going to be honest. They probably would have beat you up. And it had been an all-out brawl. But Dion is so calculated and so well-respected by his team. Why would they do that? They would reap more rewards for winning the game and whooping your ass on national TV than to get into a full-on brawl and have the narrative be black-on-black crime. Black head coach from Colorado... Black head coach from Colorado State University fighting, letting their teams fight. Nah, Dion wanted a new narrative to be. Dion was more professional than the other coach. And then you said, and then like I get back to the other point, you wonder why they send you death threats? You targeted a player, a top tier player, a Heisman candidate player. And now he's out for three to four weeks. And then you wonder why people have a problem with that? People took it personal. Just like you took it upon yourself to take that personal shot, they took it upon themselves. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody should be sending death threats at all. I don't know how they got your information. That's kind of crazy. But nobody should be doing that. But, hey, what comes around goes around. You took a personal shot. You took it upon yourself to be the villain. Now you get the results of what a villain really is. Hey, man, karma's a bitch. But also, I take it personal that we're not excited to see, you know, Colorado succeed. Why are we not cheering for Deion Sanders? Are we upset because of the way he's doing it? I don't see people getting upset when Nick Saban had the number one recruiting class for X amount of years. Alabama was dominating for X amount of years. I don't see people taking it personal that Alabama was taking players from California, which taking players from U, uh, which actually is taking players from USC, uh, uh, UCLA, all those colleges in California. Then taking players from Texas, that's Texas A&M, University of Texas, TCU, come on now. Then taking players away from Florida, which is University of Miami, come on now. Then taking players from New York, Syracuse, 
taking players from Maryland, University of Maryland, College Park. Come on now. Nobody was getting bent out of shape about that. But we getting bent out of shape because Deion Sanders getting 80 players from the from the portal. Nah, nah that's kind of crazy. And now teams like Texas A&M, University of Miami, USC, UCLA are starting to keep their players in-house so they don't have to worry about them leaving. But nobody, nobody really getting bent out of shape about Nick Saban being dominated for so long. Wow. Then I took it personal that Nick Saban was talking trash about Deion Sanders. That's, if that's your boy, you should be congratulating him. You shouldn't be saying, well, they paid him a lot of money for an NIL deal. He was talking about Travis. Travis wanted to come there because Deion Sanders was going to HBCU. Then you see when Deion Sanders left, where did Travis go to? He went with Deion Sanders. Because Deion Sanders is the best position for him to not only be successful on, but off the field as well. And Travis, you should have took it personal. Because he went out his way to injure you. Now, I know you said that was a football play, but Travis's wasn't. If the whistle's blown, that is it. Anything after the whistle is personal. That calls for a fight. That calls for a disagreement. That calls for a coach getting to official face and be like, man, are you watching this? Like when Shadow Sanders was in, was in high school and they was hitting him late. Deion Sanders down there ran out on the field and cussed the ref out because they was hitting his son so late. And this was in like the, I think the the semifinals of a high school championship, state championship. Yeah, bro. People take it personal. Like, I get it. You want to keep good sportsmanship, bro, but don't, don't, you don't got to lie to us. Everybody got eyes. Anybody that knows football got eyes to see that that shot was personal. And you know, he reap what he sow, man. I take a personal when every day we doubt, you know, these African-American coaches can be coaches. Like, they doubt Eric the enemy. And I hate to say it, but the Kansas City Chiefs are struggling. And Eric the enemy is succeeding right now. They they 1-1 one and, one and they 2-0. and oh. Well, I think they might be 2-0 or 3-0. Yet to say they have a better record. So I pose the question. Is it was it Eric the Enemy doing that or Andy Reid? Now I know Andy Reid is a well established coach. But there might have been times where Eric the Enemy said, you know what, we're gonna go with this player. And and Andy Reid said, Okay, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got, young protege. Oh, damn. And he gave him love. He gave him respect and love. He said Eric the Enemy should be on any team. I think Eric the Enemy should take it personal, and that's what he's doing right now. I think John Harbaugh should take it personal because everybody is so quick to say these coaches that's top tier, like a Andy Reid, a Sean McVay, a Zach Taylor, uh, all these coaches, uh, Josh McDaniels, First of all, any coach that can coach special teams is a good coach. John Harbaugh makes the team better with not only his speeches, but how he develops talent. As a special teams coach, you see all talent. 
You see all of it. You don't just see the good. You see also, you see the bad, but you also see the up and rising. Why do you think the Ravens be getting these guys from free agency and next thing you know, they go out somewhere and be productive like a Matthew Judon? Matthew Judon. Come on now. Matthew Judon was a free agent. Undrafted free agent. And look what he's doing. He's always in a conversation as a top-tier pass rusher. Since he's left the Ravens. Who found him? Oh, the Ravens. Hey, man. Hey, I, hey ain't nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. Who coached him up? Gotta be Harps. Come on now. Coaches always see what others do not. But, you know, Harps take it personal. Harps has the best road season playoff run. A lot of people don't know. Most of his playoff runs was on the road. And he was smacking people down left and right. So he took it personal. He has the best postseason record on the road. It's hard to win on the road. That means you win in the Foxborough, smack Tom Brady around, put your feet on Bill Belichick's couch, and say, hand me some food. You went to Denver and say, Peyton, you may be the guy, you may be the sheriff, but I run this. To go to Pittsburgh and say, hey, man, y'all ain't stealing nothing from me today. Trip out, you ain't got nothing for me today. Go anywhere, Houston. Hey, man, this is my ranch. The Chargers, hey, man, I like the sunny beaches, but this is my beach. Come on now, man. I take it personal when you come from my team and your team is not good. I take it personal. But what I'm also trying to say is, you know what? Sports always take it personal because it's always competitive. It's a competitive sport. If you don't have that dog-like mentality, you will not last long in sports. That's why basketball is slowly declining in talent, young talent, because everybody think they the, the top tier talent. But when they get to the lead, they horse shit. Like there might be a few that slip through the cracks. That's nice. But all in all, a lot of them always be flaming out. And then they always bring me back to the podcast I had before. Who's raising these athletes? Sometimes you can go to a program and not be the best player. Sometimes you go to a program where you're the only hope. A good example would be Larry Bird. Indiana State. They haven't been good since he left. Before that, they weren't good in. They were undefeated until they got to the the national championship. Undefeated. He was the man. And he took it personal. That's why him and Magic Rival was so legendary because both of them took it personal. Both of them was being compared to one another. But that's just, you know, me ranting a little bit. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. Hey, man, the hoodies is out, man. Y'all better hit me up while y'all can because they going fast. See ya.